Hey, and welcome to episode 44 of the Sunfire Tavern, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV. With me, Clark, and my lovely co-host, Ollie, discussing the hot topics from the week. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern, and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you want to drop us an email, you can do so through sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Hey, Ollie. Hello, Clark. How are you doing today? <laughs> Okay, you seem to be on uh, shop demonstration mode. What's happening there? Sorry, sorry. I was just, you know, I'm feeling very musical today for no oh, particular good. good reason. I think yeah, that might come up later. Ah, yeah, exactly. We have uh, we do with that is on the agenda. But yeah, how are you doing generally, man? How's how good? You doing? Went to a festival yesterday called Easterville. In, oh, in London somewhere, somewhere in the east. How was that? Who it was that? Great. Uh, like a load of us from like a load of old colleagues and friends and stuff, just a big mm. group of us. Um, I think it, Ben invited like a hundred people or something. Oh God! And, yeah. Um, but like we all went, and there was like a Daft Punk orchestra there, which was absolutely incredible. Oh shit! Um, That's right. It was just yeah, it was super cool. It was a really really good evening, and it was really muddy, and I bought everyone wellies, and everyone was really thankful because it was really grossly muddy. Hell yeah, dude! Which Hell. was great. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good, man. It's been a lot of stuff going on, so I haven't had the most time to uh, watch and play stuff. But um, I've I, I fit in a few things here and there. But um, yeah, I uh, what's it? I was I've just been out a lot, really. Um, I went to a picnic yesterday and then got caught in the rain, which was excellent. Where did you go? Oh, I was just in Primrose Hill. So I just went went for, uh, oh, my, my some of my old housemates got engaged recently, so uh, they were hosting. What did they get engaged with? Uh, they got engaged um, by the enemy, um, oh, okay. and yeah, and we to defend them. yeah, exactly. That's why we were, that's why we we're on Primrose Hill. It was like the final frontier. It was like the, the battle. I was helping defend my old home. You know where I used to live. Oh, okay. So yeah, yeah. It was it did it did get muddy. We would have really needed the wet. Like the wellies really would have helped. But um, you know, we we well, we survived. I'm, I'm like full Stan Welly account now because um, I had to. So we we were planning to go to this uh, event for quite a while mm. and it got to yesterday morning and I was like yeah I'll just go get my wellies and I was like oh actually I don't own a pair of wellies and now... so I went to the gym which they always do on Sunday mornings and then mm-hmm. time was starting to close in because Ben was um, kind of a bit a bit too tight on the timing uh, so I was like oh well, I've got to get to like a shoe shop or something to get these wellies and I went in and I said to this woman like I need four pairs of wellies of various sizes. She was like, what the hell are you doing? I was like, I promise you I'm just going to a vessel. I'm not selling them on. But she was adamant that I was like going to sell them or something. Are you the serious? Yeah, wow. But yeah, so that was fun. Not really the best story ever, but that's been my week. But speaking of things that have been going on this week, let's go over the agenda. Yeah. Which is going to be quite short because it, it really has been a, a super quiet week in gaming and movies and all kinds of entertainment this week. Like, nothing's happened mm. other than... We're going to go over what we've been playing and watching, which is our usual thing that we start off with. Yes. Um, we're going to talk about Pokemon Go reversing the pandemic bonuses, which is making the players mad. Uh, we're going to talk about the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, which is something I've been interested in for a while. What is Unfortunately, that? there's some, some weird news around that. Uh, not to be unexpected, though, Like, but we'll talk about that when we get to it. And then Ariana Grande has appeared in Fortnite. Oh, yeah. Uh, I've, tagged that with, I've, I've tagged that with, yes, it is a very quiet news week, because that's about as exciting as it gets. Yeah. And then our Snowdrop Bite this week is going to be a slightly different one, where we're going to talk about banger tunes from games. So uh, midweek or at the weekend, I can't remember when I did this, but I poked Ollie and said, hey, come up with a couple of songs that you love from video games that are absolute bangers, like real standout songs. Oh, there is a reason for it, but we'll get to that when we get to that. There's so point. many, man. It's There's impossible. So many bangers. But yeah. I did but, I have got I have got a few. But yeah. What have you been playing and watching, Ollie? Alright. I finally got around to playing Pokemon Unite. Way Alright. I am I am a Snorlax main. I I'm I'm just playing the big bear boy. You know? He's he, very strong. He's very strong. He's very big. I like mm-hmm. he has bulky. a large amount of CC bulky indeed, yeah. But yeah, I was playing some today. Uh, I was playing at lunchtime actually, and I played some bit beforehand and um yeah i'm enjoying it i think i can see i i feel like it's very like got um here's the storm vibes for me at the mm-hmm. moment you know it's kind of like casual moba fun like playing it with friends was, was cool um i was playing it with a pal and uh, we were just like laning together and playing the game it's quite fun uh, i'd be interested to see how deep it goes like how far it can go i guess obviously i'm still in the phase where it's like i don't really know what everyone does 
So it's just kind of like occasionally I get killed by random stuff, but I'm enjoying it at the at, you know at this point in time. Doesn't, uh, doesn't get much deeper. Yeah, the first the first game, the first match, uh, my team won with a thousand points, and the enemy team had a hundred. So uh, <laughs> that was it was quite the stomp. Um, yeah. But yeah. Uh, it's been a lot of fun though, uh, so I'm enjoying that. by playing that. Uh, I'm still going. Th- yeah, I'm still going through Noja, uh, slowly uncovering the secrets and the endings of that. Um, not really much to report on it. It's still the same, really. Uh, still the same. Um, what else have I been playing? Uh, I think that's actually mostly it in terms of like games, like um. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else that I touched. I'm sure I probably played some League or something like that at some point. Any but... TV shows? Any movies? Uh, I've been watching. I've just been watching shit tons of YouTube videos. Being honest with you, like as in terms, in, in, yeah, in, ter- in terms of like actual like TV and movies. Um, I don't think I've sat down to watch anything. I've got plans to go watch uh su- the new Suicide Squad film next Suicide? weekend. So yeah, Suicide. Uh, okay. Suicide Squad film next weekend. Uh, so I'll have that to report on. But um, yeah, in terms of actual TV shows, it's been kind of a blur this week. Like, I've been out a lot, so I've just been coming home like whilst like eating a McDonald's at like midnight and just watching like random YouTube videos. So like, um, not really. What's happening to your life, Ollie? <laughs> I don't know. Honestly, I don't know. Like, uh, it's, it's, I need, but I have a feeling my life is going to get a lot quieter in the coming weeks, so I'm going to have some time to sit down and watch some things. But, um, yeah. How about you, Clark? What have you been, what have you been playing? What have you been watching? What's on the agenda? Uh, not much. I've had quite a social week, so I've been out and uh, doing, you know, real people stuff. But in the time that I've been indoors, I've been playing Death Door. Oh, yeah. just getting better and better and better. Like, absolutely my game of year. My game of the year, sorry. Really? Like, Absolutely. Like, it wow. is such a good game. But following on from Death's Door, I was recommended to check out The Ascent. Oh, okay. yeah, I've heard about this. What do you think? Interesting. It's like it's like Diablo without all the sexual harassment. So, like, you know, there's a bonus. Okay, That's, that sounds pretty good. <laughs> um, it, it's, 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 it hasn't got the quality of, like, Diablo. So you can tell it's been made on a budget. Mm-hmm. But it is a beautiful cyberpunk world. Like, like at, at points, it's genuinely jaw jaw dropping yeah like it's absolutely gorgeous and it, it there's there's a lot of mechanics at play that i don't quite understand yet like i i, I earn the ability to use a grenade but i haven't worked out how to fire the grenade yet <laughs> um there's all this hacking stuff that you have to do that i can't quite get my head around and but there's a, there's a lot of play but it's a really enjoyable game like it's fun and mm. the shooting mechanics are, are lovely like it's it, it it feels really punchy like when you shoot things yeah which is odd to say because you should feel shooty when you shoot things not punchy but you know what I mean? Like you, the 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 on-screen feedback and stuff is is really nice. Yeah, I get you. Um, so played a bit of that. I have been. I did watch uh, Quiet Place Part Two. Oh, how was that? Because I watched the. F- it's not really the type of film that I normally go to see, but I went to see the first one in the cinema. Uh, surprisingly, the first one was great, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really good. Yeah. Second one wasn't. <laughs> oh. Why does it... it like it just ends before it's finished, which is really odd. Oh. Um, and the storyline is really like stretched out. Like it's it's just it's just them traveling from the point they were at at the end of the last film to a new point, and it's not really that exciting. Like nothing really happens. Where where are they going? Um, like what's the plot? Like you've got to the end of the first. You've seen the first movie, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so I know. What I happens. mean, big spoiler for anyone listening. Um, Big, big spoiler for a quiet place here. If you haven't seen, turn it off now because big spoiler coming in. Here's the spoiler. The dad dies at the end mm-hmm. and the whole of the second movie is just about how great the dad was uh, and how it's trying to get to the f- dad's friend's house, which is like across the ridge from where they lived. Right. Uh, and then they're just trying to find a place where they can survive. And the aliens, obviously, because it, 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 it actually shows you how they how they came about, the the creatures. Oh, really? They're aliens. They, they came in on a meteor. Oh, okay. Cool. Right. And um, like the the aliens are just constantly attacking them. Like they're pretty much in every scene. Okay. Wow. Which is a bit weird because the first one was all about like the absence of noise and and the, the 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 tense nature of everything. But this is just more. There are always aliens, and it's it's like just screeching and screaming. And oh god, it, it's a bit boring. Like, I mean, it's it's fine, but it sounds... it's nowhere near as good as the first movie. Yeah, it sounds more like an action film than a thriller. A li- it is. It, it's not. 
it, it doesn't go into like full action, but it, it is a lot more action oriented than the first one. Hmm. But it's the same way I felt about if you've seen Us. Uh, I have not. Sorry. And the movie before that, which was uh, Get Out. Is it Get Out? Oh yeah. Okay. I've still Get Out is still on my list of things so, to so watch. So yeah. Get Out is one of the best movies I've ever seen in my life. Like, yeah. and I'm surprised because I, I don't say that about many new movies anymore. But Get Out was just phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I thought the same about Us because the problem with Us is that if you've seen Get Out, you sort of expect what's going to happen in Us because you start thinking a little bit more about what's going on. Yeah. But obviously I'm not, I'm not going to spoil it because you haven't seen it. And, and the, the twists and turns of that movie are what make it. So uh, I, would, I, would, I would very much recommend that you go and see Get Out, though. But then I feel like every week I recommend you to watch something. But you, you did go ahead and play Pokemon Unite. So I did. Proud of I you. did. Um, otherwise, that's been about it this week. Like, hmm. just a lot to talk about, but not much actually going on. I got... Um, Sorry. But, I mean, we, we could move on to I our got... first point. Which, oh, uh, before we move on, I remember I just... A really fucking weird game that I got recommended. Uh, it seems to be extremely popular on Steam right now. Have you heard of a game called Cruelty Squad? No. Okay, you should go have a look at this game on Steam while we're, while we're talking, and I'll describe it. So as far as I'm aware... So comfy. Pardon? I'm lying with my feet over the back of my sofa, like, really reclined and relaxed. Oh, I'm lying. I'm just straight up lying on the floor, dude. I'm lying on my carpeted floor. Okay. Wow. You know what? I'll just describe Cruelty Squad. What's it called? Cruelty Squad. Cruelty Squad. But yeah. Um, it's the ug- it's one of the ugliest games I've ever seen, but for some reason is like the most popular, is like a super popular game on Steam. Um, trap is this? It is. It's like apparently the description I think is like what other immersive sims see before they die. So it's a game which is like it's like Deus Ex. So it's like an immersive sim, like a first-person shooter, um, but is like just looks like the ugliest shit I've ever seen. <laughs> but I think that's what it's going for. It's trying to look as jank and ugly as possible. But like apparently it plays really well and it's like really good. So I have been recommended to try that game out and play it. Uh, one of the highlights of that game is that you have a grappling hook, which is just an umbilical cord that comes from your body, and you can use that to get around. Um, and I'm yeah, looking at the, I'm looking at the reviews for it now. One of them that stands out to me is it's three lines. Soundtrack is made entirely of brown notes. Nauseating graphics. Destroyed myself with a toilet. This is the cyberpunk we deserved. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think, yeah. I think the plot is something is like very cyberpunk, like very much dystopian future, just being like everything is shit, like but in but not in the like gloomy sense, just everything looks awful. <laughs> kind it of. It does look awful. Like I'll yeah. admit, no, none of this looks appealing, but I'm sure it has some kind of like appeal because it's so popular. Yeah, it's it just looks. Horrible. Warning: This game is not recommended for people with photosensitive epilepsy. Yeah, exa- exactly. I mean, this, the the video I'm watching of it right now is like, it's like psy- psychedelic to like the nth degree. Yeah, it's like if you played Deus Ex but also was on crack, like yeah, and just like pop, or LSD. Like, yeah, LSD. Just yeah. So it looks it looks crazy. Um, so I'm gonna try and give that a shot at some point. But just out of curiosity, my friend recommended to me, he, he, his literal recommendation was, you like really awful jank games, so here you go. <laughs> and I that was is like, true. Thanks, man. <clears throat> it is true. Okay, well, I'm, I'll be honest, I'm not going to play it. No, that's um, fine. That's fine. I'm not recommending it. I'm not recommending it, to be fair. It's just more like, here, I'm going to play Cruelty Squad, and I'm going to talk about it next week, and if I seem like I have PTSD, you'll know why. So, fine, that's understandable. Yeah. I will watch a Let's Play of it, though, just to kind of get an understanding of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Go! Let's be yawning. Pokemon Go. The pandemic bonuses have been reversed, or are being reversed, sorry. Uh, and the player base are mad. Have, have you seen much about this? No, I haven't actually. So, like, so I know that over the pandemic, obviously Pokemon Go had Niantic had to adapt Pokemon Go, right, so that people could play from play home. home. Yep. Um, and I know I don't know how they changed it in terms of like I'm guessing you didn't have to really like travel that much, or you could like spin a certain amount of Pokemon stops in like your area, or something like that. They just or increased trade... the radius of the Pokestops and the the raids by like a long way. Yeah. So you could be miles away from them and, and spin them without being in the the aura. Yeah, yeah. So they did that, right? But then, so so in terms of the bonuses, do you mean like they've now gone like, well, now we're reducing the range on the thing back to like what it used to be? So trying yeah. to encourage people to go outside again. Yep. As in, so the numbers are still super high across the world for COVID. 
Yeah. That hasn't changed, but Niantic have decided that it's okay now to to go back on these restrictions that stop people from grouping up and playing together because, you know, the whole world's kind of gone back to normal now. Mm. Um, and I understand really the players are really mad about that because I think people have really enjoyed Pokemon Go the way that it's evolved, and now it's just, it just feels like it's going back. Obviously, we know why they're putting it back to uh, what it was. We know how mobile games work. They've probably found that it monetizes better when people go out and go to Pokestops rather than sitting in their homes playing it, I, I yeah. would assume. Also, it's this—it's like literally like the design of the game, like the original intention and design yeah, it's, of the it's game. It's the, right? the core mechanic of the game, which I understand. But the, like, so now there's like an open letter from the fan base. There's like um, all these like threats online and stuff. And obviously, you know, the Twitter base has gone mental, and it's just kind of a bit crazy, just because the players have gotten so comfortable playing this game, and now suddenly they're being told to go back outside again. And I have to be honest with the weather, like it is right now, I don't really want to go outside because <laughs> <laughs> it is gross. Yeah, I, I mean, I've been playing. I don't know if you've been playing. I think we talked about it a while back. No, I've been I haven't playing been a little bit of it, and it, it's mainly because I'm going on walks every day where I listen to a podcast and I just do something on my phone, mm-hmm. and it became Pokemon Go. Yeah, like I just I don't really care about the changes because it doesn't affect me, but I can see why people are upset. Yeah, but I mean, understandably, like you know, like when you get accustomed to something and then they're now they're like, well, now we got to reverse to what it was before. It's almost like, I feel like it's kind of a strategy where Niantic kind of need to find like a middle ground, right? Where like they can now accommodate for both pl- types of players. Uh, which is obviously difficult because it's literally against like the design ethos, the original design ethos of the game. Um, but, you know, there are smart people there who uh, will, will hopefully be able to figure it out. Instead of just being like, well, no, you got to go outside again, kind of thing, you know? But, um, well, I mean, we'll see what they do. I mean, they could also just literally just keep it as it is as in like you know like as in go back they'll just force people to go outside again but then i guess the player base will drop off do you think how do you think it will affect them i don't think it'll affect the thing i think if anything it will be a blip and then it'll go back to normal mm. like is this a, do you feel like it's a vocal minority of players who are yeah 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 it, it always is like i mean fair enough that the pokemon go community is a very connected community and it's quite a robust one mm. um they enjoy the game too much to to break it and we know how people get really into mobile games and stuff like yeah it takes more than something like that to to break a game um i, I don't think it'll make a difference yeah for sure maybe that's just me being like really negative <laughs> <laughs> like old father time over here just like oh, it's all gonna be the same it'll be fine yeah it'll all um, be but yeah so that's pokemon go uh the next one is something that i've got a lot of interest in because i'm, I'm like obviously a massive star wars nerd i know that you, you like star wars yeah um and you know they've built this hotel called the galactic star cruiser yeah so i did not know that but i'm reading about it now because you linked the article and um it seems pretty cool like the fact that it's a hotel that's kind of, is it uh, so like i don't know can you describe it like like the experience apparently is is you are going to be in Star Wars for the duration of your vacation, right? Right. That they will act out as they are characters in like a spacecraft. You play a character in the spacecraft, and every, all the windows, by the way, they're all screens looking out in space. Oh, that's cool. Which is kind of cool, and like the whole thing is laid out like a like an actual Star Wars spacecraft. Mm. Um, and the way that they get you to go to the the park is that that you go down to the planet for the day. So you get into a ship from the hotel, which is actually a shuttle bus with blacked out windows and stuff so you can't see outside, and you fly down to the planet wow. to go to Galaxy's Edge, which is the, the theme park, mm. which is all a super cool idea, but we, we knew it was going to be expensive. But my God, is it, is it, is it expensive? For, it... for like two people, Yeah, the price starts at $4,809. Holy people, shit. Midweek off-season. Holy shit! What the fuck? Who would pay for? Oh, okay, sorry. That's Literally a bit. All Star Wars fans. <laughs> that's a lot of money, Clark. Yeah, that's that's way. But that obviously that includes your tickets into the park and stuff as well. Because if it didn't, I would be. I mean, yeah, I assume that's for the whole experience, right? Like everything. Yes, but that doesn't include all the paid experiences inside the park. So like I'm getting your lightsaber and all that kind of stuff. What do you mean that doesn't include all the things in the park? Also, hold on, wait, wait, wait. So this park that you're going to, is that also open to the public? So, like, you know, even though you're paying for this experience, the people who are going to be around, is is it like, you know... Because I can understand if it's like a fully immersive experience for, like, two days or something like that. Like, yeah, that's going to cost a lot of money. But, like... No, it's a theme park. It's like a Disney park. Right, so this is going to be like... so, but But the fact that you're staying in this galactic hotel thing, right... Like that's se- so so like can you go to this theme park without doing that bit? 
Yes, you can go to the theme park just on normal tickets. Like you can right, be a okay. general public person in, and it's already expensive to go to the theme park. Like it's, I yeah. can't remember the price, but I remember it. It was like silly price. It was like one hundred and thirty dollars or something for a okay. ticket. Okay, yeah, oh, that's still um, quite a lot for general yeah, admission. Yeah, but... Disney tickets average around fifty to sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, so the whole experience sounds amazing, but the cost is just is like astronomical. Yeah, that it's, sounds it's... out of this world. Haha. <laughs> But like you know, <laughs> so the actual cost, which is the average family, which is um, three adults and one child, so that would be uh, two parents, an older child, and a younger child, which is your, apparently your average for a Disney vacation. Right. Okay. Is six thousand dollars. Bloody hell, man! And don't forget that's before people have bought flights and things as well. Like it's just mental. It's absolutely mental. That is so much money. It's. Yeah, I mean that. That's. That's more money than anyone should ever be spending on a theme park. Yeah, I mean, like, think about like that. How much was that? Would you say four thousand, four thousand eight hundred dollars, or something? Like, you could probably go to like go on holiday to like Japan for like two weeks. Yes, yeah, on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. Right, like on that amount of money. Like, jeez. Well, <laughs> I mean, I guess yeah. Like, it's, I guess it's reserved for like diehard sort of Star Wars fan. well, diehard Star Wars fans who have, an, you know, disposable income, I guess, like, uh, expendable income, whatever you want to call it, like a shit ton of money, so, yeah, hmm, that sucks, though, it does suck, hmm, but yeah, so that's, um, that's that one, sorry, I just clicked on Guild Wars for some reason, like, I wonder, like, I wonder how successful that will be, though, even as a business, like, is that like? I mean, I'm. You know what? I mean, I'm saying this, and meanwhile, there's shit like Virgin Galactic and like you know whatever the the bloody. Yeah, unfortunately, premium travel has now gained another premium tier. It's yeah, just, ba- it's now for the ultra rich. Is what what's it is. what's Bezos' space thing called? The, Am- the Amazon space thing. Amazon Prime, Luna. <laughs> uh, like, Clark, no Clark, you working marketing man? Like you can't like you know. <laughs> It's you know what that you you know what I'll take it I'll take it. I'll 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 sign up to Amazon Prime Luna you know that's just a bit it. more every month subscription it's only an extra sixty grand a month on your subscription oh that's and that sounds sick ten years you get a ticket to space oh nice dude nice 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 yeah um so yeah that's the Star Wars Galactic um Star Cruiser article again it, because it was such a quiet news week that this is like the lowest hanging fruit I could find in terms of of articles. Which is why the next point is just bonkers, because Ariana Grande has popped up in Fortnite. Um, yeah, so I've been getting ads for this. I haven't seen it, but apparently the event was actually really good. No, or... it's, it's not It's not necessarily a show, it's an experience. Which, I, I sound like such a wanky marketer saying that, but it's an experience. So um, it's not like, so do you remember when Travis Scott was in Fortnite? Did you see that? Him standing on the stage. Was it no, no, no. It was like it was like a huge kind of like takeover event where like it was like a massive thing. It was like an immersive. It was like like you said, like an experience, like an like an immersive thing in Fortnite where like you know you'd go watch it and then Travis Scott would come down on a meteor and then there'd be like a big show. But it was kind of like to the point where it was like no one was really playing Fortnite. Everyone was just watching the show. Like you can go watch. I, I would say go watch a vod of it. Um, when when it's around, but it was like awesome because he used to, you know, he would like, you know, tra- this giant Travis Scott would just like lift everyone into the air and everyone would go to space and some shit. It looked really cool, like really fucking cool. So I don't d- ridiculous. Did, did they do the same thing with Ariana Grande? Like, what was the yeah, experience? Yeah, pretty much yeah, the same yeah. thing. Like, yeah, like, it's yeah. a series of like, there's a bit where you're sliding down a load of goopy slides and stuff that are made of like paint or whatever. And she's giant in the air and she's coming through a giant portal and stuff. And it's all a bit strange. I mean, it's super cool. Mm. But I'm, I'm way too old to be enjoying it. Like I sat and watched a video of it, and it was just like, <laughs> yeah. I think I think the Travis Scott one was crazy. Isn't like it was in like you know main mainstream media kind of thing because of how good it was, or like you know it's kind of like it was like a very much like a yeah. I guess it just hit mainstream appeal, right? I mean, like virtual concerts and stuff like that have been you know have existed for a long time. But I guess it was just like a really special one, and also weird how they tied it into like Fortnite and like the kind of you know, during the game, it just happened, I guess. Yeah. You know? um, it happened during, like, the actual main Fortnite experience, which is, like, the yeah. jumping out of the battle bus and running around killing 100 people. Yeah, and then suddenly Travis uh, Scott appears. Yeah, but they did that with Star Wars as well. It was it was playing on the, the big cinema screen in the middle of the map. Yeah, 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 yeah the, I remember that. The trailer was, which, yeah. which is kind of cool. But it's just, it's one of those things where, like, these games as a service now are starting to get really creative with how they do this kind of stuff. But yeah. at the same time, 
it's it's clearly marketing has, has like massively taken over. Oh, 100 percent. Like, and it's I I love what Fortnite is. I think it's a, I think it's a a feat of engineering and a, and a feat of like amazing gaming. But at the same time, I look at it and I just think this is this is a genuine evil in the world. <laughs> An evil. Like it, well, it is because it's it's kids getting used to being like heavily marketed to and being pulled into these funnels where they just spend, 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 and it's 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 getting them from such a young age, and that bothers me a little bit. I guess so. Yeah, I mean, like now people, I'm guessing you can buy like the Ariana Grande skin and all this other stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's all that kind of stuff is attached to it, obviously. Like, yeah, it's it's just it's all a bit. It it, it it's a bit insidious. Mm, I That's get the you. right word. Yeah. Yeah. Like. Um, it does sound like there's a really, really passionate team at Epic working on Fortnite, though, in terms of, like, you know, the lore of their game and all the crazy immersive shit they're doing. And, you know, now... Ah, yes, the lore. Where Ariana Grande sure sure No, honestly, 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 dude. Honestly, there is, like, a big Fortnite lore for, like, know, kind of thing. But, like, you know, um... Yeah, I, but... I would, I would, I would assume we both have mutual friends that work at that company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So you know, yeah. <laughs> so you know, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so like, um, but like with Ariana Grande, yeah, I guess that's cool. I, I, I want to go watch it because I heard it was really good, but uh, I haven't it's had interesting. a chance to look at it yet. It's interesting. Yeah. It's very euphoric and very like transcendent. Mm-hmm. Like, it's like Tetris effect goes into Fortnite. Is effectively what's going on. Yeah. It's all a bit like, oh my god, this is amazing. But, but yeah. So like, I mean, like I said. Quiet news week, so uh, I guess we can jump onto our nostalgia bite, which I think is where we're going to have a lot to talk about. All right. Because uh, so for context, I, I tasked Ollie this week to think of a couple of tunes, three or maybe more if you want to, of uh, basically video game music that you would call bangers, like things that you just listen to continually and get like hyped or pumped or feel powered up when you listen to it. Mm. And it's mainly because so so for context, I, I I've been listening to one of the pieces of music from Death Store. Okay, and it's a piece of music called Avarice, uh, and and the, the 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 way that this music is presented to you is the game is quite slow and quite relaxing and stuff with occasional bits of combat, uh, and then after a main boss fight, you'll find this big treasure chest, and something will happen where you get pulled into what's called the Avarice encounter, and this music is like really bombastic and like really um, pulse pounding and very different to the rest of the game, but it's got that kind of euphoric uh, escalation in the music yeah. where it, you, you, you know it, it, does that make sense yeah, yeah yeah i get you 100 yeah to the point where it even has a drop and it's just yeah. like oh and you can listen to it on repeat and you feel like you're getting pumped up while you're listening to it and it just made me think of all the other pieces of music out there that kind of evoke an emotion from video oh, games dude, that's so um so i've got two more but i want, I want to hear like one of yours first so, so give okay. me one of yours that you would you would jump on so one that's like super special to me is um uh, so from Street Fighter, so you know I play a lot of fighting games, right? So like, um, I didn't grow up playing uh, Third Strike or Street Fighter Third Strike, right? Um, I didn't grow up playing it, but there's a specific piece of music. I think it's like the jazzy NYC streets uh, in in Street in Third Strike. But first off, like on the surface level, that music is just a bop, like. Third Strike as a game, like its soundtrack, it was just kind of like like really heavily inspired by like nineties like D and like D and B and like garage music kind of that, like stuff like that, and it just had such like a style to it, which I think is missing from like it's it's like such an old school music style that's kind of like missing from a lot of modern games nowadays. Like you know everything's more like EDM, but back then it kind of it's it's more like kind of. I don't know. I don't know what a word to say. It's just like dirty, it's like dirty, like drum and bass, kind of like crazy, heavy, like drum fills and stuff like that. And it's awesome. But this specific song is like really good. It's like got some saxophones. It's got like a breakdown with like I don't know. It sounds like like a xylophone kind of thing. And it's like it's just such a sick piece of music with the drums and everything. It really gets your like like as a fighting game piece of music as well. It's like hype as hell, and it fits in so well with like the theme of Third Strike and like kind of like the really fast paced eclectic high skill barrier gameplay of it but on top of that like there was um do you know what evo moment 37 is no okay so so basically Evo. i would highly recommend you go see it but basically if there was like a bible for like video games right or like, like a church you know oh, hang like, on like wait do you mean evo is in, is in the fighting game yeah the fighting tournament. game tournament yeah evo yeah, yeah i think i know what this is um oh god it's a uh, is it a moment where is it someone called Daigo, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Daigo. It's it's in the back of my mind, but I, yeah. I couldn't recall it. I it's, don't know what it is. It's like you know, and if most people who have like an interest, it's it's so pop, it's so well known in like gaming like culture 
because it's like one of the first things that shows like like the like in the most tense scenario of gaming like you can have these anime comeback moments where like just a raw display of skill and like prowess and just like how hype that shit can be like it's kind of like a it's like a defining moment i would say in competitive gaming of course yeah they happen yeah, Rarely, yeah. But they're great when they happen. Yeah, so for context, it's basically there's a player called Di- uh, it's Justin Wong versus Daigo. Um, Daigo is on like a slither of HP. He's playing Ken. He's got like almost zero HP. And in Street Fighter, how it works, if you get hit by any move uh, that is like, and you block it, you still you can still take a little bit of damage. Not all moves, but most moves will do a little bit of damage to you. So he'll die even if he blocks it in any move, right? Meanwhile, Justin Wong is playing Chun Li. He activates Chun Li's super, which is like a series of attacks that are like, you know, it's like I think it's like twelve attacks and like kicks and stuff like that, like really rapid fire kicks, right? And if Daigo gets hit by any of them, he dies. But in Third Strike, if you time a button input, I think it's like you press forward to parry. If you time a button input on the same, uh, like within a really small window of time, each time you get hit, uh, you parry, which means that you don't take any damage. So the only way Daigo can live is if he, like, perfectly times and parries, I think it's, like, 12 to 15 hits, like, in a row. He manages to do it in, like, a grand finals rush of the crowd scenario. Like, there's literally a giant crowd behind him, like, on the stage kind of thing. And he manages to parry it perfectly, and then also parry it in an optimal way, which means that he can then count like punish the, the punish the super afterwards with a combo of his own and win the round and it's like you just the 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 roar of the crowd and everything with the music is just like oh it just fills me with like emotions just like talking about it like so for me like that piece of music like even on its on a surface level it's a bop but then like because it's tied with that iconic moment it's just like oh it's such a banger like it's just like you play it, and like if people know about Evo Moment Thirty Seven, you know, it just people go like, yeah, you know, kind of thing. It's mm-hmm. it's such a good like FGC kind of banger, I guess. All right, so what, what's your what's your next one, Clark? What's 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 next on the list? Uh, so my next one is a really bizarre one. Like it's way off. No, the no, track. do it, do it, do it. Um, <laughs> and there's a reason for it. It's because it evokes a specific emotion of the mm. time, like when I was playing this game, and it's actually Walrus Cove from Diddy Kong Racing. Oh, dude, what? <laughs> What's so it's, it's because like it's one of those ones that you put on and it's like it's very plinky plunky but it it encapsulates Christmas and yes the feeling of Christmas in the nineties like that excitement of looking forward to opening a gift under the tree and knowing that it was a kind of cartridge or something like that and like it it just takes me back to that and I know it's a really simplistic piece of another Grant Kirk Hope like piece of art like that is such a good choice. Yeah, I love like, that I, I, I literally went through about 200 songs this week, like picking them, and, and for some reason that one just kept coming around. And I was like, you know what? It's not massively orchestrated. It's not done by Philharmonic or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but it's good and it's got an impact. So that was the, that was my second one. Yeah, man. Like, um, there's no sta- those nostalgic tracks like the Grant Kirk Hope, like N64 era tracks. You know, especially Diddy Kong Racing. Like, oh man, there's some really fucking good songs in there. I, I mean, yeah. to, to kind of to preface as well, I, I was very tempted to go with things like the Halo theme and the oh Last yeah, of, of course, theme, yeah. those kind of things. But I, th- I think everyone knows those. Yeah, like, it's like your personal ones, right? It's like what? Yeah, you, yeah. And and like the other one was um, the Uncharted theme because I, I do love that piece of music. Mm-hmm. But again, it's it's those pieces like they're the Hollywood movies of music in in video games. Like everyone yeah. knows them. So I went for more like obscure tracks that people didn't recognize, which is why my third track is a bit is a bit unusual as well but i want to hear your uh your, your second okay so what i was thinking another one i was thinking of is um just for me i really love music that um what's it called uh, late uh, do, you, do you know what a uh, late motif is in music where it takes ages to get to the like the the explosion no no, no, no. So, so a late motif is um when you have a piece of like you have like a jingle or something that is like a reference to another piece of music, for example. So you know, Undertale, like Undertale, for example, it's just it's literally just like the the entire game is just late motifs. So like you know, like there's that one, there's like you know the dun 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 yeah dun dun dun, dun you know, that like that specific progression of notes is just in like almost every single Undertale like piece of Undertale music, which is what. Which is like really fucking cool. I didn't know that had a name. I, I know the concept of what that is, but I didn't know it had a name. Yeah, yeah, it's called a, it's, a name. Yeah, it's called a, it's called a late motif. So like, 
whilst Undertale, Undertale is like a perfect example. So I mean, I could say like you know, even like hopes and dreams, like any of the end game Undertale music is just like. Fucking, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, Megalovania. Yeah, I feel like that ge- that song is really good, and it's also crazy because that song in itself is a reference to Toby Fox's older work. But like, um, that you know, Megalovania is great, but I feel like it's you know, it's kind of like a, it's like a, it's like a meme song now, right? But that's how good it is. But like, Hopes and Dreams is just such a good song for like, uh, whenever someone has, whenever a song has like a late motif that references something like early on in the game or like like something really early. I fucking love that. So, like, Hopes and Dreams is a good example, but my actual choice of what I was going to say was um, in Dark Souls 3, the final boss theme, uh, I don't know what it's called. I think it might just be called, like... Ashes of Cinder. Some, yeah, some, I, I, know, I know the piece of music you're some, some edgy shit, right? But the, but, yeah. the, but the fucking bit where, like, it's, like, really dramatic and really epic and so good. Like, that's the thing with the Souls games. Like, like the, the boss battle themes are just, like, some of the best in class of, like, you know, really capturing that sort of, like, really, like, epic struggle. Like, you know, you're having your final battle kind of thing. And then it, like, h- like halfway through the song... It just like cuts this really somber like piano like music, and it's giving me shivers just like thinking about it and talking about it because like the piano music that it's it's going back to is sort of like the the first final the the final boss fight in the first Dark Souls because there's like a piano a really some instead of being like a dr- dramatic kind of it is still dramatic but it plays like a very it's just like a very like somber piano theme because it's supposed to be like you're kind of freeing this like king I forgot his name God I'm gonna sound like such an idiot but like I forgot his name basically like the idea is that you're freeing this king from kind of like his, he's like his curse like he can finally be free because you kill him right but then like the third game is like basically it it, it goes back to that theme because you're having to basically like do it again to like stop the cycle. And it's just like when it starts playing the piano theme, oh, it's it just like it sends shivers down my spine because of like the lore reference and also it's just a beautiful piece of music and it's just like you know kind of like in the middle of this fight it's just like and also the fact that Dark Souls Three is like the final game in the trilogy kind of thing it just really like it has that sort of tone of like finality to it being like this is the end like this is it kind of thing and oh, so cool. it's so like, fucking cool man it like, just amazes me how music can like do that to people yeah like, it's just noise it's just noise coming out of tubes yeah man it's just it's just beeps and boops and just yeah. it just brings you to tears right it's, just it's, like, it's oh. incredible i mean that's a really good choice i would have i would have said that that would have the, the dark souls pieces mm. would have been on my list but not, not the top of my list but they definitely would have been on my like my short list yeah uh, i'm actually i'm looking at my short list right now and it's, it's got a couple of things on it <laughs> mainly full soundtrack it, it is, it, um, like, for me, like, any kind of music, and it actually happened earlier today, I was listening to the, the Minecraft soundtrack while just, like, chilling and, uh, what's it, doing my work, and it's just, whenever there's a thing where it kind of, like, the music kind of mel- mellows out or goes really quiet, and then there's just, like, a lone piano playing, like, that just, it just fucking moves me every time that happens. I love, I love that like, stuff. Like, I, I, I love, like, drops and, and stuff. Yeah. Like, do you remember the first Breath of the Wild trailer where, like, it's like oh. building up massively with the orchestral theme and stuff like that, and then yeah. it literally just like go like cuts to black, and then just like it's like a single piano note, and then the screen shows like the Master Sword. Like that is just like mm. that to me. I was like, oh, I gotta buy a Switch <laughs> immediately. <laughs> like, I mean, that actually brings. I think we've probably talked about this before, but there, there is a trailer out there that that I still reference now as one of the best video game trailers. One of the worst games ever made, but one of the best video game trailers of all time it was for Dead Island. Oh, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, th- I think the music was by Philip Glass. I, mm. I, I might be wrong here. In fact, I'm going to double-check that because I don't want to be wrong on this. It's one. the one where it plays in reverse, right? It is, yeah. The whole trailer's playing backwards. Yeah, yeah, Dead yeah, Island yeah. trailer theme composer. I think it's Giles Lamb. Sorry, Giles Lamb. Not, okay. not Philip Glass, Giles Lamb. Yeah. Um, and it's a, uh, it's it's this piece of music, and it's, it's just called the Dead Island trailer theme. Mm. But it's it's so good, like it's so so good. Like it's on my playlist permanently. Like I listen to it all the time because I love that piece of music. And it's a shame that that trailer was like in a time when, like, no one's probably ever going to look back at that trailer and see it again. Yeah. It's it, it because. Like there's so many bits of music in trailers that like there was also there was a, an Overwatch trailer once for one of the maps and it was the Icon World trailer. Mm. But the piece of music for that is just gorgeous. Like is that the and, one and with it, um uh Reinhardt the yeah. the Reinhardt trailer? Yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, not, it's not the Reinhardt cinematic. It's the Reinhardt's map. It's his map. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. And it's the, the music for that is just beautiful. It's got all these clocks ticking in the background and stuff, and it's like really 
really mellow and really chill, and then it like blows up into this big explosive piece of music, which is kind of cool. Mm. Um, but my number three. So yeah, this one took me some time. I went, I went through um, the Metal Gear Solid theme. I went oh. through um, Mario Odyssey soundtrack, and obviously Super Mario Galaxy as well. And I just couldn't really get one that like really connected to me. And you probably will have no connection to this piece of music because I don't think you played the mm-hmm. game. Uh, but it's from World of Warcraft, and it's a piece of music called Way of the Monk. Okay. And it is like the the uh, like I said, I met the composer, and this is that piece of music that I was just like, I I couldn't even put into words how much I love this piece of music. It's 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 just beautiful. Mm. It is it's so well layered and so symphonic, and there's there, there must be a hundred million instruments playing in this song. I can't count them. There's so many of them, all layered together to make this beautiful piece. And and you don't have to play the game to understand what the theme of the game is, what the concept of the game is and stuff that this piece of music tells you everything like mm. and it is so, and it was used in the trailer for um mr pandaria when it was first because it was a game that was quite well an expansion that wasn't really well liked yeah like people yeah. Go, oh, we don't want pandas in world of warcraft they haven't been... yeah i remember Literally that people know that pandas have been around in world of warcraft in, in warcraft lore for since like warcraft oh Day. ages yeah, yeah. <laughs> like brewmasters um, and stuff like that right yeah, yeah. But but that was my number three, and I know it's one that you probably wouldn't know of, but I would suggest maybe take a listen. I'm going to, so I'm going to grab your list after this, and I'm going to have a listen to yours. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Where the Monk was mine. Okay, Where the it, Monk. It was, it was a toss-up between that and um, the intro theme to Final Fantasy VII, though. Yeah. Which is, uh, oh, do you know that piece one. of music? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That is just awesome, that music is. There, there were so many that I could choose from, but it's not like we're doing like a, an award ceremony here, because they're all great. It's just this one is one that's stuck with me for a long time. Yeah. There are some personal reasons behind the track as well, but mm. it's more of just that piece of music represented a time in my life when things were perfect. Yeah, like, that's fair. Good. Like, there's, so, um, I guess for me, I was going to, my one of my last tracks was going to be... Um... Something from Perfect Dark, like some of the Perfect Dark songs. Because I, 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 I thought you'd pick one of Perfect. Yeah, Dark. they are they are bangers, right? They are bangers. But you literally said the words Metal Gear Solid, and even though I haven't played Metal Gear Solid, fucking, if we're talking about bangers, man, find me in a car- find me in a karaoke bar singing Snake Eater. <laughs> okay. Snake Eater. <laughs> like I've not even played. Um, I've not song. played, but that song <laughs> is just so good. And it, the song was so good, it like literally just that song convinced me to like go read up on the story of Metal Gear Solid Three, and like you know learning about oh, I, for, I forgot what her what her name is. Is it just um, Mother? The singer? No, 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 not the singer. The the, the final boss in. Um, Oh no, I didn't play it. Metal so Gear Solid. I've forgotten her name. But basically, well, she's I've like played Metal Gear Solid one and two. But basically, she's just like the mother of the special forces, right? Okay. As in, like, and I, f- I f- fuck. I need to find her fucking name. Sorry, I'm getting, I'm going up to my computer. It's actually, I, I can't remember. I can't believe I've forgotten the name of it. Uh. Uh, because it's like. I th- oh, she just called the boss. Yeah, that's it. Okay, <laughs> of course, of course she is. Thanks, Kojima. She's just called the boss, right? Um, and, like, the final battle with her is so good because of, like, what, like, iconically, like, lore-wise what it represents. Because it's, like, kind of like, you know, the classic, like, the student defeats the master kind of thing, yeah, right? Yeah. And then, like, but the thing is, is, like, the way that it works in the game is that you have a certain amount of time to, to defeat, um, the, you know, the boss, her. But, um, basically, if you, if the fight goes on for long enough, it, like, it, it has no music to it. But then, as the fight goes on for long enough, it starts playing Snake Eater in the background. Really? That's yeah. That's amazing. That's <laughs> so, it's so good. So, it's just like, it just seems like, it's almost like Quentin Tarantino-esque in terms of, like, you're fighting with this final boss in, like, a massive flower field kind of thing. And then, like, as the fight goes on, it's, like, really silent and epic kind of thing. And then slowly as the fight goes on, it gets more intense. Just, like, Snake Eater just, like, comes in, and it's just so fucking sick. Like, you know, this whole thing of, like... And also, Snake Eater is basically just a James Bond theme, but not a James Bond theme. Really? Right? That was what I was going to say. Yeah. I, was, I was waiting to jump in and say that it is just 
It, it could have been another James Bond movie, and I wouldn't have blinked twice. Yeah, it's yeah, it's just a James Bond opening that was never for a James Bond, like kind of thing. But yeah, oh, that's such a good song, man. Like even just thinking about that song, uh, like just gives me shivers. And also, just I just sing that song a lot. Like I go through a phase. I go through phases. It's like I will forget about the song for like like two months, and then it, I will like remember it. Like now you've reminded me the song exists. I'm just gonna listen to it on repeat for like a week. <laughs> so like. It is a great piece of music. Oh, it's so fucking good, man. It's so good. Yeah. Oh, there's so many bangers, man. Well, I had some backups as well. Yeah. One of of them was the entire Life is Strange soundtrack because Mm, mm, mm. that soundtrack is just ridiculously good. It's so good. Yeah. Um, Another one was the Sega Knight soundtrack, but mainly the Dream Streams piece. Yes. Do you know this? No, I remember you talking about it before on the podcast. I went to listen to it and it was really fucking good. It was was great. So there was that. And then there was Impetus from uh, Bitrip Runner. Mm. Which is a piece of music that I love. It, it, that's on par with um, Rhythm Heaven, Built to Scale, which yeah. I really like. Um, and then there was obviously the, the last one was Metal Gear Solid's main theme because it's just it's just fucking incredible. Yeah. Um, and then also, if you've not played Death Stranding yet, the music to that game is phenomenal. Like it's it's all like. 70s and 80s there's, banger music and it's, it's just brilliant there's so one good. song from death stranding i forgot there's like a phrase that keeps getting said i think it's played quite early or if it keeps repeating but i heard that and that was pretty good actually i don't know if it was written by a no then there's another piece of music from death which was written for death stranding by a band i don't know if it was by churches or whatever but um yeah there's there's another piece of music for death stranding that's really good um for me, I haven't. I need to just obviously. I feel, I feel like I've done it like before on the podcast, maybe several times. Uh, the Celeste soundtrack is like just oh fucking, Celeste, it's a yeah, good yeah, just just Very just good. anything done by Lena Rain, like Pig Step, uh, just you know, like um, her like sorry, their own personal music, like um, and just yeah, the Celeste soundtrack is just it fills me with so much, so many emotions and joy. Like it's just so well crafted and it's so like personal. Like, um, great, great songs, and also like the fight, like the 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 final DLC chapter for Celeste has like banger music as well, and is one of those things where the music is tied into like the lore and everything, and ah, ah, I could talk for ages about all of this music, all all of these music pieces, man. It's all so good, like, ah, man. But yeah, that I mean, that's what happens when we have a quiet week of news. We just I and mean, I've just spent most of my week listening to music. But what I'm going to suggest is something a bit weird. And I, we haven't talked about this off the podcast yet, but I'm 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 making you do this now. All right. So at the end of this podcast, we're not doing the usual soundtrack. We're actually going to put Avarice on from Death's Door. Okay. Um, I don't care about copyright strikes and stuff like that. I also don't think it counts for game music, so I don't think it matters. Okay. But I want you to instead of the exit theme, so instead of the the lovely theme that uh, Tristan made for us. We're gonna have uh, avarice, and then next week we'll put the uh, the one that you chose, um, the the moment from uh, it was ESO. Oh, what from Dark Souls? Uh, the Dark Souls one, sorry. Yeah, not, not yeah, ESO. yeah. But we'll we'll put yours on next week. But this week I want avarice playing because it's so good. I've sent you the track. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> And you're gonna put that on. I think. The, I uh, think I need album. to. I. I'm not gonna lie. I will need to go look and at fair use and be like. I think if you put it on for a certain amount of time, that's okay or something. I don't know. It's okay. It's okay because it's not. Um. It's not copyrighted music. Okay. I, I've checked it. It's not copyrighted, so it's okay, fine. Okay. Okay. You can use it. All right. Um. It's fine. I don't worry about it. I just put it on there. I'm, mm-hmm. I'll take. I'll take any. Any. If, if there are any lawyers listening, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> Come at me. <laughs> oh my god. Okay, okay. But yeah, uh, but yeah so that, that's been the Sunfire Tavern this week. I don't know if you've got anything to say before I kind of close this up. Uh, go listen to the Celeste OST and go listen to the Undertale soundtrack again because I'm sure you've probably heard it everywhere on YouTube. But go listen to it again. That's oh, it. actually, listen to the um, the Battle Tower theme from Pokemon Sword and Shield as well because it's another Tony, Toby Fox piece. Oh yeah, do that. Uh, it's, it's effectively just like a remix of Megalovania almost. <laughs> <laughs> um, which is kind of cool, um, yeah. but yeah. So this has been the Sunfire Tavern, and I'm just going to vamp a little bit as I try to get my thing back up. This has been uh, episode 44 of the Sunfire Tavern, uh, which is our podcast for gamers and geeks, where we talk about everything going on in the games industry, movies, and TV. Uh, with me, Clark, and my co-host Ollie, uh, discussing the hot topics from the week. Which this week we talked about the uh, Galactic Battle Cruiser, whatever it's called from Star. Star. I think it's called a Galactic. What's it called? What is it actually called? The Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, not Battle Cruiser. 
Uh, we talked about Ariana Grande and Fortnite. Uh, we had a little chat about Pokemon Go reversing their restrictions. Um, and then we spoke for a very long time about video game music because that's what we love. Hell yeah. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Sunfire Tavern and listen to us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. And if you want to drop us an email, please do at sunfiretavern at gmail.com. Uh, this has been the Sunfire Tavern. Have a great week. Yeah, have a great week, everybody. And here's Avarice. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs>